My name is Dulce Valencia and welcome to Telenovelas con Dulce, a podcast where every week I invite special guests to break down the telenovelas we love. From the music to the cast to the unforgettable plot twist, every slap, every imbecile, every secret twin. I have got you covered. Bienvenidos and welcome to another episode of Telenovelas con Dulce. My name is Dulce Valencia. I am your host and welcome. Hi, everyone. How are we doing? How was your week? Are you okay? I don't know why I'm doing this. Anyway, hi, welcome. Today, we're going to be covering episodes 74 through 99 of Lo que la vida me robó. I may have cried like three times, but we'll get to that. Before I start on breaking down the plot, shout out to everyone who's been listening. I, okay, so a little bit of background. I told you all how I went through it, had to take a little break, but when I came back, I decided to come back stronger than ever and actually focus on, you know, my telenovelas TikTok, my telenovelas podcast, all that stuff. So, I have been seeing the difference because last year towards the end, I was really overwhelmed with a lot of stuff like moving and and work and everything. And I was doing the podcast every week. Like that's one thing I was very consistent on, but I was not posting on TikTok. I wasn't doing any other sort of content. And while I did my little break a few weeks ago, I was like, okay, you know what, Dulce? Like, let's focus. Let's, let's, ponte las pilas. Let's get it together. And I did, and I've noticed such a difference. I have so many new listeners, which is amazing. So shout out to you if you're a new listener. If you've been here for a while since day one, thank you to you too so much because actually today is my one year anniversary of starting this podcast. Like the very first episode, which was Ruby La Descarada, was one year ago today. So that's amazing and it's so cool to realize that I've been doing this for an entire year. So shout out to you if you've been along for the ride since the beginning. Shout out to you if you just found me and you're just joining. We love to have you and also because I gotta give myself a little plug. If you haven't already rated me or like left a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, Please do so. Now's your chance. Let's celebrate our one year anniversary with good reviews. Anyway, now that that's now that that's out of the way, let's get started on the plot. So last we left off, Alejandro and Monse were stronger than ever, right? They had just gotten married again after getting divorced. And they were, you know, in love, about to have their happily ever after. But we still have like half of the telenovelas, so something had to happen. And that something was that Alejandro was imprisoned. He goes to jail for narcotráfico, for growing drugs on his hacienda. He's being framed by everyone, but no one believes him, so he goes to jail. And y'all, this jail storyline dragged on and I don't want to say dragged because a lot of stuff happened and a lot of plot elements were moved along but after a while I was like get this man out of prison like I need him with Montserrat I need this story to advance because we're not getting anywhere with Alejandro imprisoned but let's let's cover that because a lot does happen so Alejandro in prison he's getting desperate he's getting all like 
depressed and sad, which y'all, if y'all know, I love sad Sebastian Rulli. Like, this is so messed up of me, but I love Sebastian Rulli when he's sad. When he portrays characters that are going through it, that's my favorite. Arturo de la Barrera from Teresa. Anytime he was sad and like broken because of Teresa, I lived for it. So I loved seeing Alejandro be sad because it was, it just, again, this is so messed up of me, but it just did something to me. So that's happening. Montserrat is on the outside trying to see him, trying to get him out of prison. There's really not a lot that she can do. And Pedro Medina has Alejandro basically, como se dice? excommunicated so he can't talk to anyone he's not allowed any visits he's alone he has no one and so again this just leads to more depression but after a while of being excommunicado and not being able to talk to anyone jose luis is able to get in and talk to alejandro if you all remember jose luis is now a high-ranking member of the marines so he kind of uses his power goes to Alejandro. Alejandro, of course, doesn't really trust him because of everything that's been going on. But one thing that Jose Luis said when Alejandro got arrested was that he believed him, that he believed Alejandro was not guilty so that he was going to help him. And Jose Luis keeps his word. Him and Alejandro form an alliance together and they are going to be working to clear Alejandro's name and to set the record straight. One thing y'all have to keep in mind that I didn't cover last week was that right before Alejandro got arrested, the drug dealer who came to his hacienda came with a bunch of money to pay him for the drugs. That money was stolen by Fabiola, Alejandro's prima hermana cousin, and that money Alejandro then burned because it was evidence against him. So he burns the money and Jose Luis walks in on him burning it, but Jose Luis is a real one and he's like, you know what, I believe you're innocent, so I'm not going to say anything. But by Jose Luis not saying anything, that's a big no-no for someone who's in the Marines, so just remember that. So anyway, back to the story, Alejandro, Jose Luis form an alliance. Alejandro cannot talk to anyone. The only person he's really able to talk to is Joaquin, and Joaquin is on his shit list because Joaquin is a whole reason Alejandro's in jail. Joaquin, if y'all don't remember, is Angelica's dad and Alejandro's neighbor. He's the one that convinced Alejandro to join this partnership with Pedro Medina, which is a whole reason drugs were even planted. So Alejandro hates Joaquin. And so Joaquin is trying to make amends because he feels horrible about this whole situation. So Joaquin, up until this point, kind of neglected Angelica, his daughter, because Angelica married Jose Luis and he didn't approve. And so he wasn't there for his daughter, who's dying, and now he's in prison with no way out. So he's really he really messed up, and now there's a very little chance that he's going to be able to see his daughter again before she dies. So he's kind of remorseful and on this path to redemption so he tries to talk to Alejandro Alejandro isn't having it but eventually Joaquin and him are able to talk and Alejandro is begging him and is like you have to come clean you have to tell the truth for your daughters so that you don't you know 
go to prison for the rest of your life and they have to live with the shame of having you as their dad. Tell the truth. And so Joaquin agrees. He's like, you're right. I'm going to tell the truth. But just when he agrees, freaking Pedro Medina walks up and he's like, Joaquin, let's talk. So he basically forces Joaquin to write a note saying that Alejandro is the one that's guilty and everything. And then Joaquin has to kill himself. So yeah, completely twisted, completely messed up. So on the one hand, we have Alejandro believing he's finally has his path to victory, sorry, his path to freedom. But Joaquin is coerced by Pedro Medina to lie because if he doesn't, Angelica and his other daughter are going to suffer. And so Joaquin is trying to protect his daughters, so he agrees. So he decides to kill himself. And right before he does, Alejandro realizes that he is not gonna clear things up and he goes off on him. And Joaquin is just like, you know what, Alejandro, like, chill. I'm just trying to read this book. I'm just trying to read this book. And he places a lot of emphasis on the book. So then the next scene when Joaquin is now dead, Alejandro sees the book and sees that Joaquin left a suicide note. And in the note, he clears Alejandro of everything. And more importantly, he says that his true partner was none other than Pedro Medina. So this is excellent for Alejandro. The only problem is that Pedro Medina knows that a note exists and he's trying to find it. So the guards, when they go clean out Joaquin's cell, they can't find the note. And Pedro Medina realizes that Alejandro must have it so he's like you know what we gotta get this note from Alejandro so they devise a plan they have Alejandro finally be allowed visitors so his mom and Montserrat are able to visit him and while Alejandro is talking to him his cell gets searched for the letter fortunately our homeboy Alejandro isn't so dumb and he hides the letter in a book and so he sees Monse, he sees his mom, and he tells them, I'm going to get out soon because there's this letter, there's a piece of evidence that sets everything straight, and with that evidence, I can get out. And so Montserrat is like, oh my god, amazing, give me the evidence, I'll take it to the Marines. And Alejandro is like, no, I'm giving it to someone I trust with my life. And Montserrat is like, well, who could that be? So it's a good thing that Alejandro didn't give it to Montserrat or his mom because they get searched by the guards when they leave because they kind of figured Alejandro would try to get the letter to them. Fortunately, he didn't and the letter was also not in his cell. So Alejandro still has this letter. So then El Padre Anselmo gets called up to go see Alejandro. So he goes and this is a man Alejandro trusts more than anything. So Alejandro gets him the letter and is like, you have to get this letter to Jose Luis Alvarez. And now a little bit more background on the Jose Luis and Alejandro partnership. Only Jose Luis and Alejandro know that they're helping each other out and that Jose Luis is helping Alejandro. Everyone else does not know, including Montserrat. Montserrat believes the worst of Jose Luis. There's all these moments of tension between them, all these moments where freaking Maria is accusing Jose Luis of stuff and framing him for not helping Alejandro. Like, everyone thinks that the person that's framing Alejandro is Jose Luis, not Pedro Medina. And Jose Luis wants it like that because he figures that he needs Montserrat 
to hate him so that he can devote his time to Angelica, which is so messed up. It's like, okay, dude, you control your feelings. Just actually, I may be wrong on that. I don't think we necessarily control our feelings, but like in terms of Montserrat being off limits, like she's off limits. You have a wife, respect that. I feel like Jose Luis is going about things the completely wrong way. So all that to say that no one trusts Jose Luis, except for Alejandro. So then when El Padre Anselmo gets out from seeing Alejandro, he tries to go to Jose Luis and give him the letter. Unfortunately, Jose Luis isn't there, so El Padre Anselmo isn't able to give it. But then, freaking Maria rose up. And Maria is now working for Pedro Medina. And Pedro Medina knows that the letter exists, so he tells Maria, you need to get me that letter. So Maria plays the victim, goes to El Padre Anselmo, pretends she knows about the letter, and then steals it from him. And poor Padre Anselmo, the actor who plays him, by the way, Eric del Castillo, is a legendary Mexican actor. And the way he's so remorseful and so hurt that Maria would betray him and that he would betray Alejandro by losing the letter, it's it's heartbreaking and it's one of the moments that made me cry. Seeing El Padre Anselmo cry made me cry. And so he's really heartbroken and now Maria has a letter. So Montserrat and Dimitrio are working together to get the letter. And this is a little moment that I'm going to reserve for Dimitrio. I'm gonna go more into it in a little bit, but y'all remember the day when I used to call Dimitrio dumbass Dimitrio? Yeah, those days are gone. Dimitrio, that's my bestie. That's that's my man. I'm his number one fan. We're ride or dies. I freaking love Dimitrio because oh, the character development is just chef's kiss. So Dimitrio has now done a complete 180. He's helping Montserrat. He's helping his family. He's being there for his wife, Josefina, standing up to Graciela, and he joins the Marines, the one thing his dad always wanted him to do. He does it, and he's doing really great, and I'm so proud of him, and that's another reason I cried, because there's a lot of scenes with Dimitrio that just make me cry, because the sincerity that his actor Osvaldo Benavides has in his eyes when he portrays when he plays the more sincere Dimitrio scenes are just amazing, outstanding beautiful delivery of acting so yes so now dimitrio is helping montserrat try to get the letter from freaking maria so maria has a letter adolfito goes to her and is like dimitrio just offered me a bunch of money if we give him the letter and maria is like i'm not giving it to him and then pedro medina comes and maria is a dumb bitch And Pedro Medina comes and is like, I need the letter. And Maria's like, I don't have it. That shit doesn't fly with Pedro Medina, who's a violent piece of shit. So Pedro Medina beats her up. It's horrible. It's horrifying. We hate Maria, but she doesn't deserve this. And she gets beat up and she gets Pedro Medina the letter. And Pedro Medina burns the letter and thus burning Alejandro's chance of getting out of prison. So that happens. There's also a mix-up where Jose Luis goes to Maria to try to get the letter, but Montserrat walks in on them and she thinks that Jose Luis is the one that beat up Maria because Maria lies about it. It's horrible, all these misunderstandings, and also Maria is now on thin ice with Pedro Medina. So, 
Alejandro is still in prison, and now there's no hope for him. Except that El Capitan Robledo is coming back to town. El Capitan Robledo is the head of the Marines. He's an old family friend of Montserrat's dad. He's Jose Luis's boss, and he's an honorable man. So when he returns, they use it as an opportunity to try to get his influence to help get Alejandro out because the whole reason he's in jail is because Pedro Medina lied and was like because the narcotraficante confessed that Alejandro was the one that was partners with Joaquin so we have his confession and that's the reason Alejandro's in jail except that the narcotraficante never confessed to it and even did the opposite and said he never met Alejandro didn't know anything about him but Pedro Medina is lying. So when El Capitan Robledo finally comes, things are looking up because he's going to set the record straight, find out what's been going on, and get our boy Alejandro out of prison. Now, he succeeds, but the downside to getting Alejandro out of prison is that he discovers that Jose Luis is the one that also burned the money. And it's kind of... The truth gets stretched a little bit because Alejandro was the one that burned the money. Jose Luis walked in on him and then didn't stop him or didn't turn him in. But Jose Luis tells him that he was the one that burned the money and thus he committed a crime. And so Jose Luis is let go and fired from the Marines and Alejandro is now released from prison and he's able to reunite with Montserrat and his family. Real fast, going back to Jose Luis, the scene where he says goodbye to Dimitrio and his bestie is another is another scene where I cried because the actors in the scene just play the scene so greatly. There's so much history with these characters. And Jose Luis, you know, he was a Marine. That was that was his profession. That was his life. And now all of a sudden. He isn't anymore, and it's all to help the man who is married to the woman he loved. And so it's a lot, and I see it in the portrayal of Luis Roberto Guzman. It's uh, it's so beautifully done. But anyway, back to the story. Alejandro out of prison. Yay. Jose Luis out of the Marines. Boo. And now there's a very real chance that Jose Luis is going to go to prison for a very long time. And so... Before I get to the next big chunk of the story, I'm going to give you all a little recap on how our other favorite characters are doing. So as I mentioned, Dimitrio has my heart. So ever since he joins the Marines, he's really standing up for Josefina, really, you know, being there for her, standing up for Graciela. It's beautiful and it's lovely and it's lovely to see Dimitrio's character development. It's so well done. One thing that I do want to highlight is his actor, Osvaldo Benavides. He's done a bunch of telenovelas. He was also in The Good Doctor for a little bit. So you can watch him in an American TV show if you want. But my favorite performance of his or my favorite telenovela he's done so far that I've seen is a telenovela called A Que No Me Dejas with Camila Sodi. The story is so sad, so tragic. I'm probably going to cover this telenovela for like a one-off episode sometime in the future so I won't spoil it for you. 
but he's so good in that telenovela and he's so good as Dimitrio. So this is just my little two minutes on my soapbox of telling you all how much I love the character of Dimitrio, but mostly it's how much I love the acting of Osvaldo Benavides. So him and Josefina, things are going okay-ish. They have to go against Graciela, who's trying to sabotage them, and things get messy at one point that Josefina leaves Dimitrio. And there's kind of like a little love triangle again between Dimitrio, Josefina, and Adolfo. So Adolfo is moving in the opposite direction of Dimitrio. Whereas they both started as party boys, but Dimitrio is becoming a more respectable man. Meanwhile, Adolfo is getting involved with Pedro Medina, and it's it's not good. And so there's a little love triangle between them. Adolfo's trying to get to Josefina. Dimitrio's like, that's my wife. You can't get to her. You're a piece of shit. They fight. Eventually, though, Josefina decides to divorce Dimitrio because she realizes that she doesn't love herself. And it comes after Dimitrio goes to the town center and screams to everyone there how much he loves her. He gets on the stool and yells how much he loves her, how much she's changed him for the better, how much he regrets everything he's done in his past. Another scene where I cried. And um, it's beautiful. And Josefina is like, I believe you, Dimitrio. But this has shown me that I don't love myself and I can't move anywhere if I don't love myself. So she decides to divorce Dimitrio and leave Aguasul and try to like find herself so that she can learn to love herself. So that's on them. A little bit more on Adolfo though. So remember how I said that Maria was on thin ice because of the whole Pedro Medina thing with a letter? Well, Pedro Medina orders for Maria to be killed. And Adolfo has to be the one to kill her. So Ezequiel, who's the police guy who's been helping Pedro Medina, and Adolfo take Maria to the desert, and Adolfo kills her. I'm just kidding. He doesn't kill her. He does shoot the gun, but Ezequiel loaded the gun with blanks, so Maria is not dead. And Ezequiel is like, you both now owe me your lives, and you're going to help me in taking down Pedro Medina. So Ezequiel is not a good person, by the way. He only wants to take down Pedro Medina because Pedro Medina has kind of been stepping all over him. And Ezequiel has delusions of grandeur and he wants to be like this big man, the president of Aguasul and everything. He's also currently dating Carlota, Montserrat's aunt, because he's trying to get status and everything. So he's also a horrible person. But he's also trying to take down Pedro Medina, which is our big, big villain. So things to keep in mind. Moving on now to Victor and Nadia. So Victor and Nadia are still having their affair. Pedro Medina told Nadia that she was allowed to have the affair as long as she got pregnant because Pedro Medina wants a child. So it's a super messed up situation. Nadia eventually does get pregnant but doesn't tell Victor and tries to get an abortion. And the telenovela uh, does this whole thing where Montserrat is like, Nadia, you can't kill your child. Nadia, you can't kill, kill, kill. They associate abortion with killing. And it very much takes a turn to very pro-life infomercial type thing, which I did not like because, again, women have the right to make choices regarding their bodies. And it's, I, I didn't like that. I didn't like that at all. 
But because this is a telenovela, Nadia doesn't go through with the abortion and she tells Victor and tells Victor how she lied to him and how now that she's pregnant, Pedro Medina is going to raise a child. But Victor is like, "Uh, uh, uh-uh-uh, that's my child and I'm going to fight for you. So that's where we end on that. Real fast now on Dumbass Fabiola. Fabiola is Alejandro's cousin, except she's actually not his cousin. She's actually his sister, and she's also Montserrat's sister, which is super messy. But again, this is a telenovela, and Fabiola is just a horrible character. I do not like her at all, and she's trying to screw over Alejandro and get all the money for herself. So Fabiola is working with Pedro Medina so that the will that Don Benjamin left gets altered, and she becomes the universal heir as opposed to Alejandro. So that's something that's brewing in the background. And now... The last major plot point that I want to talk to you all about. In the case of our dear Angelica, things are not looking well. Angelica is sick, getting more sick and more sick. Eventually, Jose Luis wakes up. Angelica does not wake up. Jose Luis panics. He takes her to the hospital where the doctors are like, yep, she's at the end of her life. And so... The last few days are very, very rough to watch, and it's another reason why I cried. Angelica as a character is just so full of life and very well done. I didn't think I was going to like her character as much as I did, but the character is very well done, and she devotes the last days of her life to making people around her happy. So she buys the Escondida, which is the dance club where Esmeralda dances. She buys it and gifts it to her as a business so that she can run it. She also arranges for Esmeralda and Refugio to get married. It's really beautiful. It's really cute. Neither Esmeralda nor Refugio know that they're getting married. They're just told you have to go to this party And the party ends up being their own wedding. It's really cute. And Angelica does it because she wants to live on in their memories. It's it's really sad because Angelica is just making sure that people don't forget her. And it's like, girl, you're the best character in this telenovela. No one can forget you. And she's doing all these little things. And then she gets more sick. And she gets more and more sick. And finally, she's basically nearing the end of her life. And one of the big things she wants to do is she wants to talk to Montserrat. And Jose Luis is being a freaking dumbass and is denying Montserrat to be able to speak with Angelica. And Montserrat goes and Angelica wants to speak to her. But Jose Luis is like, no, you can't. No, Montserrat, leave. I don't want to talk to you. So he's being super annoying. But finally, towards the end, like, recapacita. And he realizes that he needs to let Angelica talk to Montserrat. Because he would feel horrible if she dies not being able to talk to Montserrat. So Montserrat and Alejandro go to Angelica. In the room is Angelica and Jose Luis. And Alejandro is like, Jose Luis, let's go. Let's just let them talk. But Angelica is like, no, let me talk to you all. And she tells Montserrat how she was unjust to Jose Luis. Because again, at this point, Montserrat hates Jose Luis because she thinks that Jose Luis was the one framing Alejandro. 
this is how Jose Luis wants Montserrat to feel. But Angelica is like trying to set the record straight. So she's like, Montserrat, Jose Luis did not frame Alejandro. He was the one helping him. You have to forgive him. You have to take care of him. And Montserrat is like, of course, I believe you. I believe you. And she doesn't. She also doesn't believe her because Jose Luis specifically told her outside of her room, whatever she says, it's a lie. Just go with it. So again, he's working really, really hard to make sure Montserrat hates him. So then after that gets said and done, Alejandro and Jose Luis leave and Angelica and Montserrat are left to talk alone, where Angelica tells Montserrat how much her friendship means to her and how she wants her to take care and look after Jose Luis. We don't see if Montserrat agrees or not. We just see her smile and then she leaves with Alejandro and then Jose Luis is left alone with Angelica. And earlier on, there was a scene where Angelica rejected medicine and a treatment because she was like, I do not want to die in a hospital. I want to die in my own bed in Jose Luis's arms. And after Montserrat and Alejandro leave, it's just Jose Luis and Angelica in their room. Jose Luis is holding Angelica. They're crying. Angelica is telling him how much he means to her, how happy she was these last few months of her life. And Jose Luis tells her how much he loves her and how he knows in his heart that no one's going to love him the way she loved him and how it wasn't him that made her happy, but the opposite. She's the one that made him happy. And so Angelica asks Jose Luis to give her a kiss. And Jose Luis does... But just as he kisses her, Angelica dies. And that is how Angelica dies, in the arms of the person she loves, in her own bed, away from the doctors and away from the hospitals. Rest in peace, Angelica, the only good character in this telenovela, the only pure one. I'm gonna miss you. I didn't think her death was gonna affect me as much as it did, but it did. So shout out to her actor, Shout out to this scene. And that is how episode 99 ends. And that is where we're going to end for today. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode. I hope you all enjoy it. As a reminder, if you haven't already, leave me a review on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you can leave me a review. And thank you so much for listening. Happy one year podcast anniversary to us all. And as always, I will see you again next week. Bye, everyone.